Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wants championships. Pride and passion meet success. You gotta love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thank you for listening to another edition of the East West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me, like always, Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley. What's going on, guys? Not much, man. Just wrapping up week seven. We're about to get ready for week eight. Go ahead and let's just go ahead and throw week seven in the toilet because there was a bunch of upsets, a bunch yeah. of crazy games. Yeah, uh, including last night, right? I mean, who would have seen what happened last night? But, yeah, I mean, last night also, uh, you know, shout out to uh, Detroit Lions Avenue with uh, Walter Stringer and Shawnee. Um, had a blast with Memorial Drive, right? When it when isn't it a dull moment with Memorial Drive, right? Uh, but yeah, man, we were we were doing a little recap of the Detroit Lions and Cowboys game. Uh, it's good to see number four back. Um, so uh, yeah, let's see let's see what this week and what last weekend and what this week has up ahead for us. Yeah, I mean, week seven, you might as well call it the week uh, or the weekend of the upsets because essentially that's a lot that we saw. Um, I mean, you can take your pick. Uh, Seattle going into uh, LA and being the Chargers. I'm going to give myself credit. I called it on the pregame show. So uh, that was a nice showing by Kenneth Walker the third. Uh, Washington beating the Green Bay Packers and Green Bay is in a whole, I mean, they're in trouble. They're in deep trouble. And uh, and yeah, man, I mean, just what what'd you guys think of week seven? Oof, the Panthers beating Tampa Bay. That game started to me that Tom Brady and Tampa Bay went down there to down here to show them because that game I was supposed to attend, but well, I couldn't. And they just put up three points. That was shocking to me. Tom, I mean, it seemed like on the first play, I believe it was the first second play, they went deep to Mike Evans. Ever since then, everything just went downhill from there. That kind of set the tone for the day. And he should have had a couple of picks because I watched on some of that game. A couple of those passes were dropped, but. P.J. Walker, if I would have told you P.J. Walker was going to beat Tom Brady and was going to look better than Tom Brady in that game, you would have thought I was crazy. But, um, yeah, that, that's what it really said to be. The fact, not the fact that they lost, but the fact they, don't, they just, they just look, they look slow on offense, Tampa Bay. They look just out of sync. At, I mean, it's crazy to think. We're already about halfway through the season now. But I know they got some injuries, but the fact they, like I said, not the fact they lost, but the fact they only put up three points, that was shocking to me. I mean, you, I think, you know, you touch base on, on the AFC South, right? Because, I mean, it's in shambles. I mean, ATL and the Bucks both are three and four right now, which, which you know, 
go two seasons ago, that wasn't the case. You know, a, the NFC South was actually one of the stronger divisions in the actual uh, entire NFC. Uh, and oh, and some can actually say in the actual NFL, but now uh, NFC is kind of like, it's really wide open. It, it, if anything, that's the one big takeaway already kind of halfway at the halfway markers, how wide open the NFC is. So at any moment, yeah, we got, you got, the Eagles are still undefeated, but still the NFC East really, really is, is a season ahead of what my expectations were. And so, you know, going forward, um, I think I think the AFC still needs a little bit more sorting out to do. Yeah, and then look, I'm going to talk about a team we talked about last week, the Green Bay Packers. Man, they cannot just figure it out. They can't figure it out. And, I mean, look, they almost came back. They had some crazy trick play at the end of the game. Uh, they did not end up scoring, and just just Aaron Rodgers' body language, I think, sums it sums everything up. He's frustrated. He's tired of losing. He's calling on some teammates, saying that hey, if they're not making plays, we need to take away your reps. So, I know we we asked ourselves last week what's going on with Green Bay, but I'm going to ask you again because I don't know a lot of people that thought that they're going to lose to the Washington Commanders. Uh, I think for one, I think it's the offensive line. I know they did get. Um... Get that left tackle back, back to our yeah. They got they got him back or whatnot. I think it's the offensive line. Um, and it's the weapons. When you're depending on Sammy Watkins with and him and his hamstrings at this at this time in his career, it's, it, that's that's not good. They, um, Lazard, I guess that's your number one. Randall Carl, he's on IR. He's gonna be out for for a few weeks. They still have Amari Rod. They got some guys there, but they don't have that Devontae. They don't have that Michael. They don't have that number one. So I think that's one thing. And then Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, the running game hasn't really got going. Over the past few weeks, and it seemed like since they took that trip to London to play the Giants, they left their offense there because they wasn't playing that bad before then. It was actually playing okay, but I think it's it's the weaponry around them. And you know, the trade deadline I want to say is next week around this time, so maybe they might make some. I know they rumored to um pick up Chase Claypool, maybe Brandon Cook, but they need some. They need some. They need some help for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's very shocking and surprising, especially for the last couple of seasons where we've been. I think it's already been three seasons to be exact where we kind of like shook our head kind of saying, why aren't they surrounding Aaron Rodgers with weapons? Right. And you see them using their first round draft picks to solidify a defense. And shockingly, you would expect as much resources that they use on with their first round draft picks. They should have a star, a star filled defense that should be shutting down opponents and, in this case, it's just not working. So, you know, it's easy to point the finger at Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers has set the bar so high for quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, look at let I you know I hate to use my Cowboys as an example, but look at what the Cowboys have been able to do. They've actually constructed an actual defense that could ha- can hold it down for the offense if the offense can just you know stick to the run, get the passing going. You know, it they'd be able to complement each other. But look at the Packers. I mean, literally, they they had two first round picks this year. Not once did it go into the offensive line. Not once did it go into a wide receiver. You know, they they previously they previously did select, I believe, AJ Dillon uh, with a higher pick. But still, Aaron Rodgers succeeded when he had these these high profile name wide receivers. So, yeah, they're going to need to be clever with how they can get a little bit more weapons you know, to get that spark on offense, but they need to figure out what's going on with that defense. 
right? Because defensively, they should be stout. They should be strong. That defense should be ranked up there, uh, top five at least, with all these with all these high profile picks that they picked in these last three years, uh, if not five years, five seasons with their first round draft picks. Yeah, and look, I, the struggle might continue because they play on Sunday night football. And they're going to play the, the best team in the NFL and the Buffalo yeah, Bills. And they don't get no easy. That's why exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> and they're coming off a bye. So essentially, they've had about maybe two weeks to prepare for Green Bay. So I don't know, man. I might start getting ugly in Green Bay. I mean, it's already ugly, but I should say uglier. I, I Look, I'm saying it right now. I don't think Aaron Rodgers – I think Aaron Rodgers retires it this year. I'm sorry. I think Tom Brady's going to probably retire too. I mean – I mean, I mean, who's, who's problem – me and Jerry talked earlier. Whose problems you think are worse or, fit, or is more fixed? But I think Green Bay, they can add a receiver and Rodgers will look a little better. I think Tom, we all we we all know what's going on off the field or whatnot, but I don't think he should have like I know me and Jerry talked earlier about this or whatnot, but I think they're they got a lot going on there in Tampa Bay. I think the um, Fournette has not looked like himself. They got injured on the offensive line. Julio Jones, let's not let, I mean, we don't have to go no get started on that. Uh, Mike Evans dropping wide open passes. I like I think their problems are worse off than Green Bay. I think Green Bay will be all right in the long run because of the division. Minnesota, I mean, okay, but I think and the Tampa's division is um is easy too, but I just feel like Green Bay's problems are more fixable in the right now in the meantime than Tampa Bay is. Cause you can't just you can't just go pick up offensive linemen or two like that. You can't just go you can't make Julio Jones become healthy like that. I mean, I think Green Bay's a little they, they'd be better off in the long run. Yeah, I would say Green uh, Green Bay is probably in a better situation than when Tampa is, just with the injuries and whatnot. Then Tom is a, a little bit older than. Uh, than Aaron. Speaking of older quarterbacks, this might have been the last Sunday that we saw Matt Ryan as the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Yesterday, in a shocking report, apparently the Colts are going to go with Sam Ellinger uh, to be the starting quarterback, uh, not just for this week coming up, but probably for the rest of the season. Shout out to my quarterback, Harvey. Um, and uh, he knows who he is, but, uh, you know, Harvey says, hey, you know, some people want to want to want to take this as a ding, but Sam Ellinger, you know, he was a leader at Texas, and that's what he's going to bring to his team. Is get, he's going to bring that spark that they're they're missing. Um, you know, Ellinger was an actual fun. He was actually a fun quarterback to watch. You know, if you if you follow like the Longhorns and whatnot. So obviously, you know, I think we had a good a, a little bit of uh, we we talked about this briefly yesterday on on Detroit Lions Avenue, but. Kind of like what I was just trying to say, like if the Detroit Lions were kind of to take this similar route with Jared Goff, right? Because uh, Lions fans are saying that you know it's it's Jared Goff's reason, or Jared Goff is the reason why they're they're not winning games. You know, in this case, Matt Ryan is was coming into a situation where the offensive line looked legit, right? Uh, it was probably one of the top offensive lines in the actual NFL. Jonathan Taylor had a historical no, uh, year last last season, you know, and they added Alec Pierce in the second round and Pittman from the previous uh, second rounder. It, it looked promising for uh, a quarterback like Matt Ryan to come in and be able to just pick up where this defense, you know, this defense was pretty solid, but obviously Matt Ryan has too many struggles and it's time for a change and they need a little bit of a juice. And I think that Ellinger is going to give them a little bit of a spark. I mean, it's worked. It's worked for previous teams before, why not give it a try now? I mean, I think the Colts are in that situation where it, it, that division is not – there's nobody really particularly running away with that division. Yeah, um, I think, too, I mean, 
more than just bring them a spark. He brings some more athletic athleticism to that to the quarterback, to the offense and whatnot. Matt Ryan, you know, is a statue. He's I mean, he's gonna stay in the in the pocket. He was kind of trending down here his last few years in Atlanta, but they kept him around. You know, he wasn't bad, but he's still it was just time. You see what Atlanta did since they got rid of Matt Ryan. They got Marcus uh, Mariota. They uh, drafted Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. I think um, nobody's saying that Sam Ellinger is the savior and he's going to take the coach to the deep in the playoffs, nothing like that. But it gives them an idea of what they what to look forward to because he's, he's not the future, obviously. I don't believe Ellinger is going to be the guy there. But um, I think he's going to play well. They got a few pieces around the offensive line. has to continue getting better. Then they got Jonathan Taylor there, Michael Pittman. But I think one thing about the coach is, Got to ask yourself: Do you win? Do you want to be competitive and win these next few games, where you know you don't have the future on your roster, or do you want to, you know, what worst case scenario you're going to win? You, you might win seven, eight games. You might get out of draft position to take one of these nice young quarterbacks coming out this draft. So what do you want? You know, you don't have the future at quarterback on your roster right now. So what do what do what do the Colts do? Well, I mean, for Frank Wright's case and Chris Ballard's, they got to win. They got to make the playoffs, man. If not, they're more than likely both going to be gone. And, I mean, essentially, I've read reports that it was more of the owner that wanted to go uh, to Sam, you know, instead of Frank. I mean, look, a couple of weeks ago, um, I think uh, Jim Mercy said that that Matt Ryan was the best leader since, uh, who was it? I think he said since Peyton Manning to be there. And then a week later, you get benched. Like, it just it's crazy to me. It just doesn't make sense. And, yeah, the injury is a little bit a part of it. But, essentially, with Sam, he is going to be able to move a little bit, you know, better uh, around the pocket. Uh, just because the offensive line is struggling still, but man, if you're you got to feel for Matt Ryan, a uh, future Hall of Famer, and with the trade deadline uh, jet, deadline almost here, I mean, who knows? I mean, there might be a team that might call Indianapolis and say, "Hey, what do you want from Matt?" That's what I was about to say. I mean, I think he's tired of them for next year as well. I believe I don't think they could just get up out of that deal. And, and that's the reason why I don't think we're going to see him back in a Colts uniform because of that contract as well. It's hard, man. Um... I felt bad for Matt Ryan, right? Because, I mean, he went to a Super Bowl, but he just never – he wasn't able to finish it. And I think that's something that that, that haunts uh, quarterbacks that get, get to get to the pinnacle of, of you know, the championship and they're, and they're not able to bring one or have that ring to, solidi- to solidify their, their status in the NFL as being one of the top echelon uh, quarterbacks or, you know, players in the NFL. If you had to pick right now, I mean, look, look at the coach right now. It went from um, Jacob Brissett, with Andrew Luck, Brissett, Rivers, Wentz, Matt Ryan. I mean, who what's next? They gonna call Big Ben out of retirement or whatnot? If you guys had to pick right now, who would be the start? Who would be the start for the coach going to next season? If you if you had a, if, what's your gut feeling right now? My job on the line, I would keep Matt Ryan as a starter for mm. next year. Well, I mean, not for not for next year. For this year, I'm trying to keep my job. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, it's hard, man. I mean, the, you want to talk about Phillip Rivers and all that. I mean, Jacoby Brissett, we kind of see what he's doing. He's still doing it right now with the Browns, right, which is yeah. it's like this hard-headed way of playing football. Like, he just puts his head down and just just plays football. But, I mean, you got to be a little bit smarter and, you know, you got to be able to use what you have and, and your knowledge and, and be able to see the field and, and distribute the ball evenly. And even with even with the running the strong running game the Browns have – I mean, he's not able to do much. Phillip Rivers, what do you get you? Eleven wins. I mean, Phillip Rivers always had this weird 
a, a weird throwing motion. And I actually think Carson Wentz played well for them last year. Just couldn't beat um, just couldn't beat Jacksonville last game. One game away, making yeah. the playoffs. So. One game away. Yeah, and I was gonna say with Carson Wentz, I think just I think with Carson Wentz, you, you could see with the Carson Wentz situation, Chris Ballard looked like he was more uh, ready to move on from him than I think the owner was. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see where uh, where Indianapolis goes from here. But, I mean, look, they're still in the middle of the uh, playoff race. So, I mean, for them to make that move, to me, was just shocking. And I just – I really don't get it. I mean, besides Matt being hurt. but And very quietly, Tennessee has won like three or four straight. So Four straight. They're getting, they're getting, yeah, four straight. They're getting right. Four straight. And they already beat Indianapolis twice, I believe. Yeah, so hey, a team that we thought that was going to struggle without A.J. Brown looks like they kind of find their way. Yeah. Uh, so the big trade that happened last week, Christian McCaffrey, we saw him debut against the Kansas City Chiefs in Santa Clara. This uh, The Niners were up 10 to 0 at one point. Well, the Ch- the Chiefs ended up winning the game 44 to 23. We've seen the Chiefs do that. Uh, we just saw them do it a couple of weeks ago to a, to your Las Vegas Raiders or whatnot. So yeah, sure. man. That wasn't a shocker to nobody with the Chiefs, but that, it was a shocker to me a little bit because I actually picked the Niners to win. That when they got up 10-0, I thought that defense was good to hold Mahomes. But what did we say? This Patrick Mahomes, man. Uh, it was, I think it was a decent debut for Christian McCaffrey, though. It was decent for the short um, for the short amount of time that he had there in San Fran. I think he played decent or whatnot. And I think San Francisco, they had opportunities to win the game or whatnot. Jimmy Garoppolo just couldn't get it there. He missed a bunch of throws down the, um, down the stretch and threw a terrible interception there in the red zone. I mean, it's one of those things where we can't count out Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes has shown that, you know, he elevates the play of of everybody. And look at what he's doing. He's elevating the play. Juju looks like he's in in prime form. McCole Hardman, the way they're using McCole Hardman, I wish, you know, many teams that have a similar skill set type wide receiver would use him like the way they're using him. So they were really just distributing it. I think it was just uh, a genius offensive play call. Uh, if anything, by Andy Reid to to be able to get after that that defense. I mean, what Forty Nineers were ranked, I think, uh, second overall defense to be exact. Yeah, they they were one in a lot of categories. So that's why I was surprised that that the score. I mean, kind of tells you the story of the game, forty four to twenty three. So yeah, um, unfortunately, you know, it just didn't work out for the Niners and the Chiefs. I mean, they're, now I believe they're on a bye week, and uh, and yeah, <laughs> they look good. Even without Tyreek Hill. My thing, real quick before we go, my thing is all the offseason additions to that AFC West this offseason, um, Russell Wilson going to Denver, the Raiders making all the moves they made, um, like the Chargers, all the money they spent. Nobody talked about it. I didn't see one person. None of these ESPN fought, none of these shows picked the Chiefs to win. And and they lost. They had a bunch of losses. Tyreek Hill, Tom Matthew. Uh, I believe they lost Travarius Ward. They lost a lot of people, and I mean, they are just like they 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 look like they haven't even missed a beat. They they, they look even better. They look hard to defend, and I think that defense will come along. I think Steve Smack, uh, Spagnuolo get that defense going, but I think I mean their pass defense is terrible. But I think hell, if you got Mahomes or whatnot, you could just outscore people or whatnot. But um, yeah, they they look they look tremendous. I did not think they'd be this good this year. They 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 are scared. They look like they might go back on another run. Yeah, and they got the, one of the best coaches in the NFL, and Andy Reid. So, but yeah, all right, uh, let's go through some power rankings, fellas. So obviously, um, 
looking at Pro Football Talks uh, power rankings, they have uh, they have the Eagles at one. They got Buffalo at two. They got the Chiefs at three, Cowboys at four, and the Giants at five. I, I don't understand how you can you you can have the Bills at. I mean, I right now the Bills look like I think the strongest team from everybody. I think the Eagles look beatable. The Bills right now, and they're just they're just having fun. They're playing football like real football, offensively and defensively. Eagles are beatable. I would put the Bills ahead of the Eagles based off the schedule. I don't think the Eagles have played too many good teams or whatnot. And then when they played Dallas, I think Dallas was a couple of plays from that game of actually winning that game if they could have executed a little better. I think if that Prescott played a couple of weeks ago, Dallas wins that game. But um, I think Buffalo, we've seen them go to Baltimore, come back and win. Go to Kansas City, win. Went down to the final play against Miami. Like Buffalo's schedule been a little, a little more harder than what um, the Eagles has been. So I would definitely – you take that Miami loss out, I know we can't do it. You take that Miami loss out from Buffalo, I think Buffalo is the best team in the field. I mean, look, the only reason why they're number one is because they're undefeated. That's the only reason why they're one. And and maybe after this weekend, change. They play Pittsburgh, I believe. The Steelers. Yeah, uh, the, the other one is like, how do you have the Packers higher than the 49ers? I know the 49ers lost, but I mean, they lost to the number three team, right? And that's the Chiefs. So that was a that was another one where you kind of like scratching your head, but you can also say that about the Seahawks. But who would have thought that Gino was going to be playing some great ball? Hey, well, let's talk about Seattle because this is one of the teams that I think nobody expected to be in that position that they're in. They're 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 first in that division. But so I mean, it's, they're kind of inconsistent. They are. Hey, but the record is what they earned, right? I mean, they're they're four and three. So I mean, they're they're yeah, top of see, the division. Uh, I think Seattle, just like the page, like the Seattle, their draft class really hit this year. They got, um, I think they got two sta- two starting tackles for the future. They got a running back. Those two corners, um, are pretty good. Kobe Bryant and Woolen, I believe, in his day. Like they get, they got some guys. They you know they lost Jamal Adams for the year or whatnot. But the defense is still not that good. I, I believe, I believe they're like last last in the league in defense. Their defense is not that good. But uh, Geno Smith, I think he got eleven touchdowns, three picks this year. Playing some good ball this year. Uh, DK Metcalf, he's he be out. For, he's gonna be out for a little bit. That's gonna hurt them. That's gonna hurt them. So they might. Come. I think they got uh, the Giants this week, I believe. But um, I think Seattle, like that's. I think they might come out of the earth here. Um, coming soon because they schedule is about to get real tough, real lot, lot tougher. And then you got the Broncos at thirty. A lot of people had had high expectation for this Denver Broncos football team. Of course, with the addition of Russell Wilson. And hey, man, look, I don't want to call on anybody's job, but if they lose this Sunday in London, I think that might be the last time we see Nathaniel Hackett and the Denver Broncos sideline. And they're playing Jacksonville, too, I believe. Yeah. Yep. I would be London. asking, I'd be asking, what about Russell Wilson? What are you going to put him on that on that cross, man? Because I'll tell you this, Russell Wilson has not been playing some good ball. I remember you last season, we were saying, it looked like Russell Wilson didn't even want to be on the sidelines in, in two games, I, I believe. I forget what games it were, but. Uh, to be exact, I, you know, Russell Wilson, from what I've heard from media people, I mean, I heard Cal Brent, actually, I saw it on Twitter. Cal Brent, right from the NFL Network, was saying that he thinks he, that he's biggest fraud. Yeah, he's the biggest fraud. Number one, I think that's what he called him. Says that, you know, he just he's him and Sierra think that they're, they're Jay-Z and Beyonce of the NFL, which, you know, I mean, it, that's kind of like funny. Like, you know, you try to ask him something. He's like, no, no, I can't talk. You know what I mean? Hold on a minute. Russell, <laughs> Russell Wilson, what's going on, man? I mean, 
you got some nice players, and now we're seeing a, a, a lot of these players are on sale. From what I've been seeing on 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 Twitter, Jerry I mean, Judy, Bradley Chubb, Bradley Chubb. If they don't win, Bradley Chubb traded. That's what I saw. I saw the Packers are 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 offering blockbuster trades to get Jerry Judy. Uh, it's I just think that's a good fit too. Man, honestly, Jerry Judy, I I try to go to Giants. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a bigger market. I'm just saying. But yeah, and then, I'm just saying, when are we going to put some put some of that on Russell Wilson? Because you go back to his Seahawk days. I mean, it didn't look like he needed much of coaching. He just needed DK Metcalf and Tyler uh, Ty, uh, Ty Lockett to be able to make those plays. He's not making those plays with the Broncos. Why hasn't he been a leader and and lined up his his wide receivers and tell him, hey, I like this route. This is where I like to go uh, on this uh, in this case. You know what? Hey, I need you to be right here. I'm going to throw you the ball right here if everything breaks down. Why don't we see Russell Wilson on the hot seat as much as his head coach? Well, I mean, we can put him on the hot seat, but essentially uh, Denver's more tied into Russell Wilson than Nathaniel Hackett. And they hired the Nathaniel Hackett before the new ownership took over. So that would be the first thing. And, I mean, who if you had to keep one, who would you keep, Russell Wilson or Nathaniel Hackett? It's kind of hard, man. <laughs> Come on, man. It, it, Bro, I'm not keeping Nate. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's kind of a hard situation because with, with head coaches, Very when, difficult. When, when you fire a head coach, that team is on the books for his salary, for whatever the entirety of that salary is. So if he doesn't get picked up or let's just say he decides just to go ahead and take the next four years off, right? Because I, I don't know. Did he sign a four or five-year contract? I believe it was. Long, yeah, I think it was four. But – you know, if he wants to take the next three years off, he can literally take the next three years off and they're on the books for it. So it's kind of hard, you know, with a player, you're typically on the book that year and the next year, and then he's off the book. So, it, but yeah, Russell Wilson, that's a lot of dead money, man. That's a lot of dead money. So yeah. I, I take my chance at Russell Wilson and try to bring in somebody that's smart. Who's, uh, you know, some, I, I, I imagine they were trying to get somebody like Mike McDaniel, right. Who, who looks to be bringing out the best out of Tua Tonga Vailoa? So, if anything, I, I I think you know you could try to bank on some uh, a head coach like that for them. Maybe that could turn the tide. I got someone in mind, but I don't know if they can make it happen. Oh, I think a, it's a, I think a coach it's a, that everyone this offseason that needs a head coach is going to try to see if they can get, and that's uh, Sean Payton. Oh no, that won't happen. Yeah. So. I saw. Yeah, I saw. I saw Sean Payton's. Desired, uh, he has two desires. It's uh, the San Diego Chargers, oh, San Diego, uh, Los Angeles Chargers, and the Dallas Cowboys. If those jobs become available, and you've seen Brandon Staley's name's been up there, but dang, he's like, I think him with the Chargers would be nice. I think if the Cowboys keep winning, if they go for in the playoffs, I don't think he, there's no shot that happen. They, they keep they're bringing McCarthy back. But McCarthy, um, McCarthy's been having a good year this year with Dallas. I think the more. They keep winning, it's going to hurt the, hurt the Cowboys' chance of getting Sean Payton. Yeah, I think he's already saved his job, honestly. I don't see how they fire Mike McCarthy. Well, no, I don't think so because the Cowboys, I mean, it's the Cowboys, they put a good, they, they are a Super Bowl ready team now. So and and if anything, team. sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but if anything, I mean, uh, they're defensive coordinator too. I mean, if, if yeah. McCarthy were to leave, I think they would, you know, possibly because they feel comfortable with him as well. And he, and he stayed in Dallas, even though. You know, he was offered, you know, interviews to be a head coach somewhere else. So. I think Dan Quinn gets a job after this year. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and then real quick, we do have a Thursday night football game between 
the struggling Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Baltimore Ravens. So obviously Tampa's coming off a very ugly loss against the Carolina Panthers, essentially with third string quarterback and some backups. Yeah, I cannot. It's probably the biggest game of the year so far. I think um, Thursday night, Tampa and Baltimore. Two, um, Baltimore, they're coming off a window against Cleveland, late uh, late win against, against the Browns. Tampa Bay coming off two straight. Tom Brady don't lose three games in a row. He does not do that. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I know we probably won't wait till Thursday to pick the game, but I think Tampa will come in um, locked and loaded, and they, hopefully they get a little healthy. Maybe Julio Jones plays and whatnot, but it, this, this, I, I can't wait. It's going to be a pretty good game Thursday night. They got Gus Edwards. Uh, J.K. Dobbins was a big blow. Gus Edwards, I mean, we saw him having a a, a great game. Uh, so, yeah, for those that, those that have fantasy football teams, I think that's a, a name you should guys be keeping out for. But uh, getting back on subject, um, I don't know who has the, who has the better defense. I think I think in this case, uh, uh, Tabo's that's what he's known for. Um, obviously, we saw at Week One what he was able to do shutting down what was best uh, best suited for a, a team that was ready to go. So in this case is going to be kind of more of a toss up. Uh, but I guess you know, like you said, Tom Brady has uh, a fire to win. And uh, uh, definitely a head coach that's defensive minded and can shut down what the other, what the other team does best, right? So uh, I don't know, man. It's kind of I'm kind of leaning towards the books. Yeah, I think Tampa needs this game more than Baltimore does. I really do. I mean, it just uh, the language, the body language out there for the Bucks last week was not good, and kind of like uh, Mike Evans uh, dropping that pass kind of just set the tone basically for the whole game. And they need to get back to running the football. That's uh, that's gonna help Tom tremendously. Yeah, so I'll go to make my pick on Thursday since I won't be on. I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win at home. <laughs> go Lenny, right? Yeah, run the ball. Run the football. So uh, with that being said, uh, any final thoughts before we win tonight's show? Um, no, no final thoughts. Just, I mean, I want oh. the New England paper. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I had to bring this up, but. Last night, I mean, I went to, I, I fell asleep on the couch and I was like, oh, no, no one's going to win this game. I woke up and I'm like, what happened? <sighs> Disaster. That's what happened. Let me that, ask that, that, that. Let me ask you, is there a quarterback controversy that we that we know of? Nah, nah. Mac's the guy. I think Mac Jones is the guy. Baby Zap is a backup. We saw that last night. But like Troy Mitz said, you got two quarterbacks, you don't have one. If I'm the page, I let Mac ride out the rest of the year. See what you got in them and just go from there. Still with three and four. We started two and four last year. Went on a little run, but the difference in this year, the division a lot tougher. The Jets look real good. I don't care about the competition. They ain't playing nobody, but they're still those guys they gotta, they gotta go to lace their boots like the Jets. The Jets are playing some good ball. Miami just saw Miami Sunday night. Buffalo, the Buffalo, we don't have to say nothing there. Patriots are in trouble. If they don't win this week, this Sunday in New York, yeah, in, we're in New York. There this it's it's a route for the season. Like, this is a must-win for them. And uh, it can't get no ugly than last night. It can't. <laughs> yeah, I think Mac, Mac Jones should be the starting quarterback moving forward. And I, I actually like the Patriots to win this Sunday against the Jets. I think they're going to bounce back. I, look, Bill Belichick is not going to let, you know, a loss like that affect them the following week. So, I think he's going to have the guys ready to play Short week, short week, too. Did you yeah, see, I like the Patriots. Did you see Asante Samuel Sr. going off on, on Twitter today? Yeah, I saw him. <laughs> yeah, I did see it. And Jets lost Brees Hall and Elijah Vera Tucker, two huge losses. 
Yeah, but they did trade for James Robinson, James Jacksonville Robinson. Jaguars. So, yeah. that, and I didn't see that trade coming, to be honest with you. Yeah. Everybody was, what was the name they were leaning towards on that one? It was uh, not James Robinson. It was, um, anyways, I was surprised it was James Robinson, but at least we know Travis Etienne is the future running back for the Jags. Uh, Jags, they need, they just need to, to clean up some things on offense and be a little bit more consistent. Yeah, finish some games. Yeah. We'll see, man. They're, 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 they've been in, in almost all these games, so we'll see. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the East West Football Podcast. Thank you, everyone out there, for watching and listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great night. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement. Inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on ElectroCast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. ElectroCast. ElectroCast.